Welcome, everybody, to Court Cousins, episode 48. My name is Kyle. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, my cousin, Jason the Peach. Second Cousins out there, it's going to be a pretty damn good show. We, of course, are going to check in with each other for the psychological check-in. We will scour the interwebs for your posts and your tweets about our beloved Orlando Magic. Then we'll take uh, five with the fam. We've got Rich calling in today. We'll go for a little bit of a guest conference, which is it's packed with guests today, Peach. And then we'll finish it off with a large ending. But before any of that hilarity and hijinks, we got to show some love for the people that make this show happen. And that is our Patreons. Uh, shout out to all these folks. Magic player history, Bowlby the Don, Paulo and Franz's warmth, Magic Static, Andy, Dylan Holden, Drum, Raphael Perez, Breadhead, Matthew Bell, Dan Young, Gloria and Damien, Connor and Yachty. Who does number two work for? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. For those of you who don't know, and how could you not? If you're watching this show and you don't know, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know if we can really be second cousins anymore. <laughs> it's quite possibly the greatest picture ever put to film. Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. Number two. All right. Number two. The second movie, and that is pertinent to Peach's shout-out. Who does number two work for? That's right, buddy. You show that turd who's boss. <laughs> Clearly the second Austin Powers worked better for you. <laughs> it did indeed. So, again, shout-out to the patrons. We've got a great community happening over there. We're always asking for feedback, talking to people on Discord, uh, inviting folks on to the show from the Patreon. So if you'd like to support the show and get involved with some of those, you know, the outtakes, then uh, hop on over there. Just $5 a month can go a long way to help paying for all the infrastructure to bring more Orlando Magic content to you this year. And also, every month, every episode, I'm sorry, twice a month now, we do giveaways. Once we do a jersey and then we do a prize pack. And this episode is a jersey giveaway and that winner is Al. Congratulations, Al. Well done. So Peach will be reaching out to you to get your contact information and send that puppy right along to you. And without any further adieu, let's, uh, you know, mental health is so important uh, these days, especially with all the technology distracting us from what's important. So we're cousins. We care about each other. Make sure you're checking in with your people. But here we do our check-in on the scale of a Cole Anthony. So Peach, how you doing today, sir, for the psych Cole? Logical check-in. Uh, well, I've chosen this one today of Cole kind of going like this, like, like what, what? And it's, uh, for me right now, a little bit, Orlando Magic content is definitely kind of like, it kind of like, oh, like I kind of forget all of a sudden that like a day before that we're doing a show, like it's tough for me to, to get ready all the time because I don't, I'm used to having you in the same house and like we'll talk about the Magic you know, every day or like, you know, when I see you, which was pretty regular. And now it's like, I will hear nothing, see nothing. It's not part of our life. I don't even see a basketball <laughs> unless it's on one of my walls. Like, and then all of a sudden it's like showtime and I have to be like, ah, oh, 
what is there even stuff going on? And it's like, oh, I've got to dig deeper to look or find stuff. And uh, so it's just a little bit like, a, wow. and like, especially right now, like last show, we had the draft. We yep. talked about the draft and this show, we, they haven't quite started summer league yet. So it feels like this might be our driest spell of the year where there's really not been a ton going on, but we're going to, we're going to take that moist sponge and we're going to wring it out and get you a full glass <laughs> of what you come here for. <laughs> yeah. I guess a little thing called free agency just isn't a big enough deal for you, Peach, to get excited. Not, not the moves we made. Not Joe Ingles. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Check it in. Where are you at with yours? I see you got an interesting call here. Okay, so my call is, uh, this is a great video taken from, I think Jalen Suggs has the bearded dragon lizard when he kind of had, like, put it on Cole or something, and Cole did not Mm -hmm. like it. I don't know if he's averse Mm -hmm. to reptilians of all sorts or just the bearded lizard, but he has a look of, like, shock. The eyes are closed. He's like, ah! But yeah, I don't know. He's he's having fun, but also a little uncomfortable. I, I got a lot of that going on right now, Peach. I, I've I'm I'm making a big move. I've purchased an engagement ring for Whoa. the lady. Yes, hey, we're live. We're live, pal. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, not you know that face just struck me because I'm really excited. But I'm kind of like overcome with emotion, and I'm also a, fr- a little bit afraid too. Just like Cole was, you know, kind of willing to, oh, let me try out this bearded dragon. Oh, but I'm kind of scared of it. There's this fear that I have a strong voice inside my head. Maybe some of you out there can relate to this, a critical voice, and it's been very loud in all of my previous relationships. You know, nitpicking my partner maybe, and and whether or not it was exactly right, and. I've learned to have a different relationship with that voice, to not be so harsh with it because it's really just trying to get the best for me. It really just wants me to have the happiest life and the best partner and the most wonderful family. So I appreciate that voice, but sometimes it leads me to run away from things. And I have run away from things in the past. And this one, this girl, man, we've worked through some stuff. We're a great match. Uh, we like, we're, we're growing together. And we talk about our problems. And I think as long as you got some good communication, she's the most beautiful woman in the world. We, we share some hobbies that we love. She loves the Orlando magic. I mean, I, I, I got to stop being so I got to, you know, give that critical voice a hug and say, thank you for all you've done for me. And we're just moving right through. We're going on to the next step in this relationship. And, you know, assuming she says yes, that's also what a little bit of the fear is. I mean, I think she's going to say yes, but I, there's, there's a good thing. She doesn't watch the show, right? <laughs> the surprise is gone. <laughs> well, you know, she, this has all been, you know, so backwards a little bit for her, the amount of time that it's taken me, we've been together for about two and a half years. Might not seem like a lot of time for you all out there, but she does come from a Muslim kind of conservative background. So Normally, they get engaged and then like go through the dating. They don't have a dating process. It's just engagement and then marriage. So yeah, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. This whole this whole process is, is. She's been a champ through it all. Um, it's more been me getting acclimated and ready for the next step, probably than her. I think she's been ready for a long time. Mm. So. I'm a little fearful. I mean, I'm also a little nervous about going to Vegas. So I got a lot of nerves. I think the marriage thing is probably a little bit bigger though. Yeah. Yeah, should be. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, again. Are you guys gonna sign a? Are you guys gonna do a prenup? Because I don't want to lose half the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What are your What are your feelings on prenups, ladies and gentlemen? I don't know. I don't think I could do it. I don't think. I think that would be that would be like one foot in, one foot out. Like I'm I'm committing, but not all the way. It it always seems a little bit um, duplicitous, but maybe I'm misreading that. Let me know. What, what are your What are your prenup thoughts in the comments? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure most of our fans weren't thinking, well, it's definitely duplicitous. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have an English teacher $5 word in there. Yeah. All right. Without any further ado, let's get right into it. The social media roundup. This is the engine that makes the show go. It's your words, your ideas that we bring in and comment just if they're intriguing mm. or just downright hilarious. So, the first one we have is from our boys at the Six Man Show. They ran a poll, Peach, on whether or not we would have paid Fred Van Vliet $130 million over three years. I believe that's in north of $40 million a year. Yes, if my math serves me correct, like 43-ish million mm -hmm. per year. Their uh, numbers here, they had 494 people, I think, reply to this. And it was overwhelmingly 96% said absolutely not. Um, and they said this was an undercover sting operation. I'm calling the cops on anyone that votes yes. Peach, you were not, you were never high on the Fred Van Vliet stuff. Um, yeah, like like you said, this is this uh, social media roundup might be the engine that drives the show. Whenever I think of engines driving the show, I think of the little engine that could. That might be one of the first books I've ever read, and uh, this little engine can't. So I'm glad that we're not paying him to be at the front of our of our train because we've already got a good thing going. So this was just glad that we passed, which leads us into the next slide, mm. which is uh, our guy Jeff Wellgod. Marking us all safe from Fred VanVleet in an Orlando Magic jersey, which for some reason a lot of you wanted. I don't know why you would want that. Um, feel free to drop a comment in the comment about why you did want him, and I'll feel free to not read it. <laughs> so it's it's very silly. It's very silly to me. I, I this is a weird move for Houston, who's sort of starting to compile a a weird toy box of players. Yeah, uh, but you know, maybe uh, Udoka's got an idea or something. I, I don't know what they're doing. But yeah, that's their problem now. I don't think I don't think it's as horrible. My my boy uh, at zero one two three on Twitter, Magic twenty four seven. He really loves to dive into the data, and he was kind of big in the discussions about Fred VanVleet, making some compelling arguments for why we might want a player like that. He's he shoots the ball well. He's a great playmaker um, in various statistical categories, and with the eye test, Peach, the man can play. He's an underdog. He's always had a chip, and I like that type of player. But let me tell you, I do not like that type of player for forty three million dollars a year. Not where we are. Right. Um, yep. So. That's that's kind of I'm I'm happy that we dodged that bullet. Would I would I have thought about it and maybe been okay with it or in the 20s, maybe yeah, for a couple of years with a third year team option? I could have been talked into it personally. Didn't necessarily want it, but if if that's where we went, okay, so be it. I would get behind it. Um, the fit in Houston, yeah, it's interesting. They picked up the other the other curious signing was Dylan Brooks. Who it appears mm -hmm. like no, you know, no one really wanted. He was about to be on a boat for China, and then all of a sudden, 
four years, I believe $80 million after they already have, you know, just drafted Amen Thompson, you've already got Jalen Green there, and then you get two guards in free agency. I don't know. It's it could be good. It allow you know what it, it does do? It allows Amen to come along without much pressure. And it was not good. He did go down and leave his first summer league game injured yesterday. I don't know if you heard about that, Peach. I don't think it was serious, but there is something to be said about letting the young man come along and not necessarily feeling the pressure to drive the ship. I think Fred Van Vliet is a great guy that he could learn from uh, very different games, but we'll see what happens in Houston. They are doing a weird thing. They're like not really rebuilding and not really competing. Yeah, it seems like uh, the Dylan Brooks pickup is probably more concerning to me than Fred Van Vliet. Obviously, Fred is at least a, a – seems like a good heads-up guy, would be a good leader of young men, would be a good guy to train some of the young dudes on your team. Dylan Brooks seems like the opposite of that. Like, he seems like he'd be a cancer in the locker room and a problem for young players. That would be the kind of guy I'd want to keep away from a young team. Maybe I'd get him for a veteran team that would be like, yeah, shut the hell up, Dylan, you're being an idiot. But, like, it's a weird choice here. So I don't know who's watching him, but uh, I'm glad none of that stuff's our job. Yeah. Thank God for that. We are safe. Um, and, you know, we're, we're now going to talk about some of the guys that we did pull the trigger on in free agency. Um, I guess I'll quickly run down, though, kind of a, the overarching moves that we made. Um, we re-signed – well, we didn't re-sign Gary Harris. We picked up his option. Um, we re-signed Moritz Wagner, which we'll talk about a little bit later. We signed Joe Jingles Engels, baby. Um, and then we waived bull. Those are the big moves that happened. I don't believe that I missed anyone. So let's go right into it. The big free agent splash that you all were hoping for, that everyone was looking for. Joe Ingles, baby. And this one is from at BW underscore Ignite. Magic Twitter has two sides. And he quoted a couple different things here. I'm not lobbing ass for Jingles. That's from Maddie World. And Jeff Weltman's forehead says, this fan base is so strange. We've been begging for three-point shooting. We get linked to one of the best in that department, and we get annoyed. Yes, absolutely. Bring me Joe Ingles gladly. So there are these two opposing sides of this argument here. People were hoping for something maybe a little bit more. You know, We weren't expecting the Magic to do too much in free agency, but maybe something a little bit more splashy. I mean, you you love Jordan Clarkson. That would have been a much splashier move. There's guys like Kyle Kuzma out there still. That could be just like a step up from Joe Ingles, you know, in terms of what they could maybe bring and how closer they're a little bit closer on timeline in terms of age. So where do you stand on this on this debate here? Joe Ingles, how you feeling about our big free agent signing, Peach? I mean, this is exactly what I expected. Like they found a guy, a veteran guy that can come in that shoots the three. Well, Um, yeah, I get there's injury concerns and he's an older player, but he's not going to be playing starter minutes. You know, we're going to ask bench role stuff from him. Um, And if our young players pan out, maybe deep bench, to be honest, Um, this guy is a, in case of emergency dude. And that's a good vet to have for the cost we got him for to do what he needs to do for a short period of time. I This is exactly the kind of move I felt like this is about the ceiling I had for expectations on what we should do. 
I wasn't one of those people that felt like, well, you got to make a trade and get Kyrie and get one of these players that's selfish. It's like everybody wants to, you know, immediately hit that. Okay, let's, you know, start bringing in mega stars now instead of growing our home guys and going around them. And the fact that they only made this deal to get Joe Ingles tells me they like the core. So they're not going to mess with that. They're not looking to trade out those parts or figure some other way to fill a hole. They're just filling this other smaller hole that probably could have gone unfilled, to be honest. So it's cool. It's, it works for me. You? Plus, we get to do Australian accents again, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a, as a veteran hole filler myself, um, I, I will say that I, I, I like – I, I like the way that, that we went about free agency. We're just running it back. Like we said on our Breacher Report live stream, we didn't expect any type of really big, splashy moves. We're running it back with the core. I do see you know, the, the side of the argument where some Magic fans might be scratching their head over Joe Ingles. He did tear, tear his ACL, not last season, the season before. And mm-hmm. he's what thirty? I think he's like thirty six or something like that right now. He, he's he's along in years. He, he, ain't, he ain't a spring chicken anymore. So he looks older than me. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so you know to bring someone in to a team that has already had some injury issues, especially if he's going to be kind of in that three four area. Chuma's been down. J.I., we already know that history. Um, we Wendell Carter, who will play the 4-5, always misses some games. Paulo has been a tank. But, like, outside of that, that's that's not a lot of depth. And maybe we're going to talk a lot about that a little bit later. But um, that, that's a little bit of an anxiety-inducing idea, just to bring in someone who is maybe kind of over the hill. And it is an overpay, right? It's $11 million for two years. I think that's definitely a little bit more than he would have gotten elsewhere, but that's kind of the reality of being in Orlando. We have to give a little bit more, and it's probably a one plus one. It's like a guarantee, and then it's probably a team option, hopefully. Well, I I think part of the other reason that you bring in a guy on a two-year contract like this is that if at the end of the season we're not using him much and there's some team that wants needs a shooter, we can trade him and he has some value because it's not a one-year contract where it's pretty much over at the end of the season. Yeah. This team would then have some rights to bring it back if they wanted to. So it increases his value, honestly. And it's something that we're not really committed to for even longer than probably the year, but two at the most. So it's not going to interfere with any other contract doing. So I think it's good. I think that's absolutely right. Peach. We bring in a guy who's a 40% three-point shooter your point about the contract being movable and desirable is absolutely correct from everything i've heard and just listening to some various podcasts and some aussies out there about the type of dude and the utah fans he seems like he doesn't take himself too seriously he's a jokester but also of course is ready to get to business seems like he's going to be a great fit in the locker room and we'll be able to joke Mm -hmm. around with our guys who like to keep things light but also uh, are extremely focused are an extremely focused group. So I'm excited to see what like he and Cole Anthony get into together. I, and on the court, Joe Ingles is like a Moritz Wagner. He gets under people's skin. Maybe it's just because he looks like you know some old white dude who just came off the wreck floor, and people get pissed off that he's like putting up you know threes in their face. But whatever it is, we've now got two exacerbators on the team. We've got, and don't exacerbate in public, ladies and gentlemen, all right? Just make sure you keep that at home. Um, 
We've got two guys that are really can get under people's skin, so I'm excited to see what happens. The only question I have, again, is the durability, whether he even sees the floor too, and and then just um, whether or not he will be able to play defense. So I, I don't know, you know, with an ACL tear, normally it takes a year. He's had that year to recover. What does he bring on the defensive end? We'll see. Is it Can he outweigh it with some playmaking and the three-ball spacing on the other side of the floor? Well, I mean, the forehead said it best here. Like, we we needed three-point shooting all season long. All season long. That's what this guy does. Yeah. We got him. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to shut the hell up and go to one of the other big offseason moves. After asking for an extent, agreeing to an extension on the decision, the Magic decided to wave Bull Bull. And there was some initial outcry from the Magic community and especially around the league. Peach is looking a little forlorn with it. <gasps> well, we don't need the Bull Patrol sign anymore. We're not on patrol. They, they sent him away, they sent oh, him no. to jail. Oh no, Peach! Why? Is it? The do I have it? Do I have it here? Oh, let, me, let me see one second. Hold on. <gasps> Excuse me. Excuse me, sir. You, you're not allowed to travel on this path anymore. We're gonna need you to go ahead and just turn that around. You cannot drive this way. Just, just go back. <sighs> but we were going so well before. Nope. Nope. Go back. But ESPN thinks I'm a part of the core. No. Nope. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> You hit it right on the head. ESPN thinks I'm a part of the core. Man, they did share something about, you know, Bull getting waved and then a clip of his highlights and all types of other fans. The Lakers fans immediately want him. Everyone wants him. And how could the Magic get rid of this guy? And if you were watching, you might feel similarly to Capri Sun out there who was reading the Reddit. Shout out to the Reddit community. We don't we don't feature Reddit enough on the social media roundup, but he is responding to a Reddit post, are we really waving slash not re-signing Bull? And that, you know, this is coming from a Magic fan, so there's still some skepticism within the Magic community. And Capri Sun says, Bull Bull's Linsanity run was fun, but that dude was not a real player after uh, December. God bless America. This is a July 4th post, so I really liked him throwing in the God bless America Mm. there, just covering all the bases, Peach. But, um... You know, where do you where do you stand on this? I mean, look, I think uh, we've per- I think this affects us personally because I know the first season of this show, we kind of lashed ourselves to Rolo and he was a fun thing, extra side piece for the sh- for the for the team and the end for the show. Mm-hmm. And last year I think it was probably Bull Bull. Yeah. Look, he gave us some highlights, we had some fun, but this was never going to be anything long term. And, you know, now we're looking for our summer crush again. I don't know who it's going to be this year, but uh, wish Bull the best. He definitely has some talent in that bag. Oh, yeah. Um, it's it's just we're not the kind of team where you can just go out, get minutes, and figure that stuff out anymore. We're, so right. if he had been available two years ago, okay, go out, get your minutes, see what you got. But now we're tightening things up, and he had to go. There just wasn't room. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely wish Bull the best. It was fun. Gave us some amazing catchphrases and definitely some highlight reel stuff. But at the end of the day, once the team got healthy and came back and started to play a more systematic style of offense, Bull looked lost out there. I mean, mm-hmm. he he flourished in the chaotic environment of run and gun losing basketball when we were 5-20. and 20. Um, and, and even in those spurts, as you said, Peach, before he even really played a game, 
being a guy that tall, seven foot, his hips are probably up to my neck. When you're dribbling the ball, he just he didn't have any ball security, and he's in this awkward space. He wants to be a seven foot guard, but he doesn't really have the dribble skills against other guards. And <laughs> what, you put uh, that uh, down. The man just played uh, one summer league game, Peach. Okay. He was trying for second cousins that are listening out there. He was bringing up a sign that said "Wembust Yama." All no, right, it came up on its own right? when it feels like it's being summoned. It just kind of it, <laughs> it sounded like you were talking about somebody else, but that's fine. <laughs> Continue back with Bobo. The Bobo train, the, train has come off the track. It's tracks. off the track <laughs> tracks. Yes, <laughs> at the end of the day, he didn't do enough hashtag big man shit, Peach. I mean, with that big body, I, there was some interesting weak side defense help, but he wasn't really a rim protector in the traditional sense. Um, he had some amazing blocks at the three-point line and on balls you think he had no chance of getting to, and he did. But there wasn't enough of that to counterbalance the turnovers, the uh, the lack of awareness on defense just positionally sometimes, and, and sadly the three-point shooting. I think he ended the year under 30% from the three-point line. If we would have seen him shoot you know, 34%, he might still be on this team. That might be enough reason yeah. to let him stay in training camp. Am I a little surprised? Yeah, I, I was a little surprised. I thought we would at least keep him around, keep him in the facility, keep him in the practices for one more year just because you see so much potential there. But as you said, Peach, it is a clear-cut sign that we are trying to win. We no longer have those extra minutes on the floor for guys to kind of make mistakes and figure stuff out. I just don't know where he's going to land. I mean, where where is the team right now? Where are, the, where are the bottom dwellers that would be willing to give him that time? We're talking Houston Rockets still because they just signed Fred Van Vliet for $43 million. You got to think they're trying to win. I, maybe the Wizards, the I Washington the, Wizards. The Where is he going to go? I think it could go? be the Shanghai Sharks. Oh. I think this guy could, could be headed overseas and he'd get a ton of money to do it. Somebody's probably going to offer him more money to go overseas than they would here because people in Europe or the, 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 the leagues, all the leagues overseas would be just clamoring for this guy. Look, I, I know, I know when Benyama's spot is open, maybe Mets 93 or whatever the hell that team's name was, is uh, looking to fill the hole. I mean, he fits, right? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I think they're, very different players, though. Wemby is – he's a down, he can play down low. He he wants the rebound. He wants to be in the paint, um, at least sometimes. We'll see. This is not – we're not talking about Victor Wemby and Yana here. Um, should we go over this Denver Bull Bull Nuggets fan post, too? Thinking – this is when he got waived. This I just found this online. It was moving through the Magic community, I guess. This is a guy named Jack at Murray Center underscore Center twenty seven big Nuggets fan. Um, congratulations on your on your chip, sir. Thinking about when Bull Bull blocked me after I tweeted this, and this is the tweet he, he tweeted back on November twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. All I've got to say about Bull is if you're not happy with your minutes, put in some fucking effort in the few minutes you do get. And that yep. and he got blocked for that. Yeah, well, Bull Bull blocks things. That's what he does, man. So I mean, he shouldn't have been shocked at this one. Um, if I, since we're, we're we're, it seems seems a little shady for Bull right now. Just will say, when we threw up a lob and it was to him, mm. I knew we were in good shape. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone as skilled around the rim. A good touch um, didn't always have to grab it and dunk it. He could find a way to get that ball in, and that was impressive. But 
yeah, overall, not enough in that bag. And uh, go back to blocking people on Twitter if you can't block them on the NBA, in the NBA court, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, moving on to other free agent signings. I know we're going to talk about Moritz in a little bit. Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. He's someone, a special guest is going to stop by in guest conference. So don't think that we've forgotten about Moritz, one of our other big offseason moves. Um, but there was a lot of money being thrown around this offseason, Peach. There were people getting the bag. And there was this post by All Sports Culture, the quarter billion dollar club, uh, guys that are on $250 million plus deals. Bradley Beal had been on it for a while. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton just inked his as well as LaMelo Ball. Jokic, I'm not sure when he signed. I think maybe a year ago. I'll check in a second. He's making a cool 276 mil on his contract. These are the only four guys right now in the uh, quarter billion dollar club. Uh, what, what say you about, about these players, Peach? Is this surprising yeah, company for you? I'm blown away that this is the four, the four pack of guys that are in the quarter billion dollar club. Like maybe it's just cause I grew up in the era of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. And like the guys getting paid, the top should be the top names in the game. And other than Jokic, those guys aren't it. Like I know LaMelo ball is popular with the kids and stuff, but like, honestly, Jokic is probably the only one I'd really, really want. I love Halliburton's game, but not at that price. Um, and the other two guys, I'm just not that high on. So I don't, it's odd that those are the dudes. Like, I feel like there's other dudes that deserve to get paid more than these fellas. Not that these guys can't play, but um, just, I don't, it's shocking to me that they're the highest. What, what are you think? Do you yeah. agree with this? Or what? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I wasn't necessarily, it was, it was surprising when, the Wizards like went all in on Bradley Beal. You thought at that time that really should have been their rebuild. Like they really should have kind of moved on from Bradley Beal at that time, whatever it was, like four years ago, um, mm -hmm. before giving him that bag, especially with the the no trade clause he had in it, which was crazy. I I like Ty Ty hey, Tyrese Halliburton getting a max extension. Uh, it's it's unique right now these quarter billion dollar club but it's it's about to not be unique. These are just the first guys from that class to get signed. We're going to have some quarter billion dollar players on our team very soon. I imagine when either Franz and then definitely when Paulo comes on, those guys are going to be quarter billion dollar players cuz we're going to be inking them to, you know, max extensions, especially if one of them makes an all-star game or all any type of all NBA in the next few years that allows you the max to, to go up and up. So I'm not necessarily surprised about Tyrese Halliburton. And I guess if you're Charlotte, you have to ink LaMelo to that. I, I've, I haven't watched tons of him, but he's in the Eastern Conference, so we see him a few times a year, and I've watched him in play-in games when they're getting just blown out. He just doesn't seem to have his heart in it. And maybe he just doesn't like Charlotte and he needs to move somewhere. But damn, like well, well, he doesn't have much of a team around him, to be honest. Yeah. It'd be hard to get up and put the shorts on every day for that. But he, yeah. he does remind me of a guy like a highlight player, like Bull Bull that we just talked about, where he can do some incredible things. <clears throat> it's not that he doesn't have skill, but yeah, he just doesn't look like he's with it all the time out there. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know how you teach that. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be a winner. I mean, Tyrese Halliburton and he play the same position when Tyrese Halliburton went down for the Indiana Pacers, they stunk. When he came back, they were winning. They were above 500. Like 
he is a guy that is a winning type of player. You're right. The point about the roster construction is very valid. There are probably there are some much nicer pieces around Tyrese Halliburton in Indiana, but still, you know, if you're a winning player, I just I just don't see it. He just seems he gives me just that douchey fuckboy energy, and I I would not want to give a bag to that type of gentleman. But maybe I'm just judging him for his dad and all that hijinks too. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, I, there's a, there's a joke to be made there about teabag. <laughs> Couldn't put it together quickly enough on the fly there. Yeah, it just seems too dirty. You kept it in the fly. Is that was what you did? Kept the teabag joke in the fly. All right. Um, so talking about these quarter billion dollar bag getters and it's free agent season. There was a post here from the magic report on Instagram, Orlando's greatest free agent signings. And they're giving us five options, Peach. Richard Lewis, Hito Turkoglu, T-Mac, the general, Horace Grant, and Bo Outlaw. So of mm. those five, Peach, who is your greatest Orlando Magic free agent signing? Uh, well, I'm surprised Joe Ingles didn't make the list. Um, history will not be kind to that post. Um, <laughs> but uh, I also learned that Horace Grant was called the general. I've never heard him <laughs> called that before, but okay, I guess. Um, yeah, I think it might have to be Horace Grant for me. I've mentioned it a couple times before on the show that I thought that that was the that was the signing that kind of put us over the hump, right? We had Shaq, we had Penny, we needed a veteran leader to come in. It was it was Grant and you know, he was the general. He led us to that. He didn't save us any money on our car insurance, but um, yeah, he kind of became our de facto leader and uh, that's what you kind of need. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to ignore those other guys because they were all also very great. And like in the case of T-Mac, the face of the franchise for a while. But um, for me, I think it's Horace Grant just because of the timing and where he fit. But you know, Richard Lewis was great. Richard and, and Haiti are two of my favorite players. So it's tough to pass on them. Or where are you at? Uh, yeah, I was just looking in spot track for some of these signings um, and just some of the See details. Is there, there anybody they left off this list? I feel like Bo Outlaw was, was just like sort of, ah, yeah, put him on there. It's like, come on. <laughs> well, they they have there's, – there's some type of error here. I think uh, 2007 to 2012 was when he was with us. They have it listed as the Washington Wizards. But Richard Lewis, I don't remember him ever playing for – the Washington Wizards. I got the yeah, right. He played for the Wizards after us. Oh, okay, so maybe it was that same contract though. So um, we must have signed him in 2007. It was a six-year, 118 million average salary of 19 million. I'm gonna go with Hito Turkoglu, just because it was a steal. Looking at this deal, six years, 36 million dollars. It was a mini. Um, it was signed using the mini mid-level exception, which I'm going to learn more about in Sports Business Classroom and be able to explain exactly what that is uh, more eloquently when I get back in a week. But that was an average salary of $6 million a year. So, I mean, for me as a free agent to get that guy who became – I mean, he was the – if we're talking about the general, and I've also never heard that uh, nickname for Horace Grant, excuse my ignorance if it's if it's a legitimate thing. Let me know if I'm a casual in the comments. But talking about a general, Hito Turkoglu was the general for that squad. I know we had Jameer Nelson, and he he was the point guard running the show. But, man, when we needed a bucket, we wanted the ball in Hito's hands. He would take the ball at the top of the key and make the pass or take the shot to win the game. 
And to have a player like that on that type of contract, getting him as a free – he was a free agent. He was out there. A lot of people could have gotten him, and nobody did, and he became an integral part of our championship runs and our Eastern Conference Finals victories uh, and our and appearances. That's, that is big. That was a great signing, and I think that would take the cake for me. But let us know. What, what do you think, ladies and gentlemen? Are there people that were left off of uh, Magic Report's list? Are there um, ones that you, you think are better than what we came up with? Yeah, you can make an argument there for, well, four of the guys and be fine with me. I wouldn't argue. But if you said yeah. Boala, I'd be like, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, Bo is integral to the community now. He's the, you know, he's what is, he has the uh, sure. position of the community outreach coordinator, and he hops on mm-hmm. some of the broadcasts sometimes, and he definitely bleeds blue. But that's uh, the best free agent signing. I don't know about that. All right, yeah, maybe if you are factoring in the off the court stuff, I'll accept it. Okay, all right. Um, so now. We talked about some of the free agency machinations that are happening. We're going to talk. Uh, we have some guests coming in guest conference later to talk about more of that, what the buzz, what's been going on in free agency. But before we do, now we're going to transition now into some summer league talk. Peace, you're going to be watching summer league. We got our first game today. We're recording this on Saturday. The first game is at 5:30, sir. You're going to be watching. Um, I got to go into work for a little bit, so I probably mm-hmm. won't watch live, but I'll watch okay. it afterwards. Yeah, I'll watch our games, but I'm not going to like watch other games and I may fast forward through some of our games. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if all of our good if all of our players are playing, if we get to the point like last year where in the last few games, it's like, right. Nobody has a chance to make this roster. It's like, why am I even watching this? You know, but mm-hmm. yeah, it is tough for me to get jazzed about basketball in July period, especially when there's no names playing and the games mean nothing, but, <laughs> but yeah, no, we're curious about the rookies. So you gotta, I think you gotta check it out. Well, I can tell you who will be watching all the way through those last games. Shout out to the Filipino Kai Soto fans who are tuning into this right now. This guy is coming deep. The Filipino fans are rolling hard with Kai Soto, who has been their guy. Um, he is He's on the summer league roster, and we have two two-way contracts to give. Um, <laughs> Jonathan Savetta jokes on Twitter, the engagement numbers whenever a team tweets about Kai Soto, and he has a, a post about Wilt Chamber, Chamberlain's absurd numbers. This is a game from March 18th, 1968. Wilt's line was 53 points, 32 okay. rebounds, 14 assists, 24 blocks, and 11 steals. That's the type of numbers that a Kai Soto post is putting up. And by the way, the post was just this, Orlando Magic, Kai Soto photo. That's it. It's Kai Soto photo and a picture of Kai Soto. And it's got quarter of a billion views. Okay. I mean, this is good. It's funny. But can we just take like just a half second to like talk about Will Chamberlain? All right. I'll put him back up. Those- violent almost pornographic numbers that he has put up on this date like that that is crazy that is like even beyond your video game while the streams like yeah. that's hard to recreate and sometimes i wonder was will that great or were all the other players that shit because if this guy's already got 20 blocks guess who i'm not throwing up a shot around right. will chamberlain like what are you guys doing like how does this even occur in a universe like was he ahead of it that much ahead of his time that he like went back in time to dominate i don't know but 
but it's a great point about the Kai Soto interaction. I'm super surprised I didn't see you pull up a little Philippines flag to wave it around. Oh, um, if I had it. And, and, and get these people on board with our show. Um, <laughs> Phil- I did look it up to find out where it was. It was where I thought it was. So geography, number one. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen him play yet. I'm looking forward to see seeing if he's got the goods. I say right now, a sight unseen, got to give him, got to put him in Lakeland just for Osceola. Osceola, Peach. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Osceola. <laughs> you got to put him there just for this, right? Like just to get the looks and the, and the whatever. So if we were going to take a chance on one social media guy to blow up, we were like, well, we know what Bowles got. Let's bring in the Kai Soto and he'll replace all the highlights and the, the pub we were getting from the outside world. So I think he's going to fill that bowl, bowl, hole, hole. What say you? <laughs> Uh, I mean, from from a publicity and marketing standpoint, uh, it's it's a no brainer. This guy is coming with a, a whole country behind him. And wouldn't it be a great story to be the first natural born Filipino player to make the NBA? I know Jordan Clarkson uh, has, I believe, one Filipino parent, but he was not born in the Philippines. This would be, I believe, the first Filipino born player. And please correct me in the comments if I'm wrong. He's got a shot, man. I mean, we have two, the only spots we have are two two-way contracts this year. So he could definitely get one of those and be traveling with the team and maybe earn some minutes. I mean, we have, we have a very small summer league roster for as much as Jeff Weltman likes to have these extremely long oversized players for their position. I think he's the only, we have He's the only guy over like 6'10", maybe the one other guy from the Harvard Center. He might be 6'11", or something. But we only have two listed centers on this roster. And where do we have the least depth? At the center position. I neglected to mention earlier that we did re-sign. We picked up Goga's uh, player option. So right now our depth at center is Wendell Carter Jr. starting, Goga Bataze as the backup, Moritz Wagner as your kind of flex third big. He, he, he can play the four, he can play the five, depending on the night. But it's been well documented. Love Wendell Carter Jr. to death, but the man plays 65 games a year. Just a reminder, there's 82 in the NBA season. Then, you know, Goga slides into your starter role, and hey, who's the backup, you know, in, in those times when, you know, when Wendell's cornea has been scratched? It could be Kai Soto. I don't don't love an Orlando Magic fan complaining that a player plays only 65 games a year considering the most recent pass. So I think he should ease up on that stance. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I think think people are making a bigger deal out of it than it is, and they're underselling Goga. I'm a big Goga fan. I'm a Goga Uh stan, as you like to say. Yeah. And I think he's going to surprise some people as our, as one of our, you know, solid inside bigs. And, and I've also always loved the game of Moritz. He is yeah. kind of more of a stretch forward to me. Right, right. He does have the ability to kind of bang inside and, and be a body. But, yeah, I guess that is a spot where most people think we have a bigger hole than we actually do. And it's because you don't understand how good Goga can be. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you, Peach. I, I, I love Goga, too. I think people are definitely undervaluing him in our community. I think he's a really solid backup big. And, you know, if Wendell gets nicked up and needs a game, I love, I'm love i fine with Goga in the starting lineup. He was big on the offensive boards. And the biggest indicator of me of a rebounder is what you do on the offensive boards. Anybody yeah. can hang out and go hard and grab some defensive rebounds. Somebody's got to get the ball, right? Somebody. Yeah. We saw Russell Westbrook – 
rebound chase for seasons to get his triple double, whatever. It's it, defensive rebounds do not mean anything to me as much as offensive boards. And Goga crashes the offensive board, so I like that. But back to the Kai Soto thing. He he played in the NBL, the Australian Basketball League, for a couple of years. He most recently played in Japan um, with the Hiroshima Dragonflies. He averaged 9.5 points, 6.4 boards, 1.4 blocks, and 1.4 assists in Japan. And, you know, the waving of Bowl Bowl that we just spoke about does open the door to, hey, we need another big. We need a big somewhere. And it, can, it very well could be Kai Soto. Um, he's, again, one of the two centers on our team in Summer League. Now, that doesn't mean a lot necessarily because we know we signed Kevon Harris last year, and I believe he played he played with another team for Summer League. So it's an audition for everybody. Just because he's on our Summer League team doesn't mean we'll necessarily snatch him up. But I do think there's a reason that he decided and maybe his agent helped him in deciding, hey, Go, let's play on the Magic Summer League team because there is a pathway here for him. And I don't know much about the guy. I was watching some highlights to, to kind of look at his game. And he brings, Peach, I think you're going to like him a little bit more than you might know because he's not afraid to bang down low. He sets a really nice screen. He's not that, he's not that Mo Bamba indecisive screen. And he's not that bull bull can't really even set a screen, period. He sets really nice screens. He rolls to the rack hard. He's got he's a big body, of course. You know, not 230 is not a lot for a 7-2 guy, but he's not afraid to take contact. The Australian League is pretty contact heavy, so he he's not afraid to bang around and get some boards. I think he may be able to fill a need for the magic and 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 bring something to the team. Now, the other thing to think about, Peach, is, and I'm curious, what would you do in this young man situation? Um, he's going to make more, he could make more money in Japan than he could on a two-way contract or on a G League contract. Maybe not on a two-way. I have to look into that, but certainly a G League contract. His dream, of course, like all ballers, is to be in the NBA. If mm-hmm. he's if he's offered a G League contract, not a two-way, a G League contract, you think he takes it or would he go back to to make more money and continue to play in the international game? What would you do in that situation? Well, it depend on whether I wanted to live my dream or make the more money right away. I think, I think for most guys, if their dream is to play in the NBA, you've got to play over here. I'm never really impressed when I hear all these European leagues to Australian. I mean, European leagues are at least usually a little better, but you hear about Australian leagues and, and China leagues. And it's like, I'm not impressed by numbers you're putting up over there. That's like the Wilt Chamberlain numbers, but like not in the best league in the, in the, in the, in the country. So come over here and play in like the G league. If you want to get a feel for what it's going to be like, cause the G league's really good. Those are all the guys that are like, just not quite good enough to be in the NBA for the most part. I mean, there's a few stars that go play overseas, but if you really want to work on your game and get to that NBA level, come play right here. It used to be called the D league for the developmental league. And then they changed the G cause they thought D sounded weird and Gatorade sponsored it. So they sold <laughs> them out. But, but regardless, it's a developmental league for a reason. So go there and play well. And if you play well there, guess what? You're right there to you're literally what an hour away from coming up then playing with the magic. So if that's the the handies Dell, I don't know. But I mean, if you're really poor and you need the money or something like that, you got family living out in the street, maybe you go play a season overseas just to get some cash in the, in the bank. 
it's it's kind of up to you know I don't I don't know his personal life I don't know what he does yeah. <laughs> at home. <laughs> no, that's a that's a valid point, and maybe some other fans, maybe there's some Filipino fans watching this now that can give us a little bit more context. There are some people, yeah, you got to make a decision for your family. So we'll see. I'm not sure exactly. I think he would probably try to pursue it. He was offered to play on the G League Ignite team in 2020. That's how highly people thought of him. Because, you know, when you get an invitation to that G League Ignite team, those are guys mm -hmm. that are going to be going in the first round. Those are like first round type talents. Uh, so he was invited to do that. But then, of course, COVID hit. And he decided then to go to Australia because they got their shit together quickest out there and were still playing sports, I think, the fastest. So I, I think that's why he went in that path. But he's got the talent. He's, he's had belief. He's been invited to the G League Ignite. He's you know been invited to, to work out with other teams. He didn't get drafted in 2021 or 2022 and then didn't enter the draft this year. Um, so... We'll see. It's it's his path. It's a unique path, but maybe the Magic have found a diamond in the rough and Kai Soto could be a piece of this team moving forward. Who knows? That's all for Social Media Roundup. Thanks so much for all your insightful and intriguing posts. Give us a holler at court underscore cousins on Twitter and Instagram, and maybe your post will end up on the show. So happy to be welcoming in Rich to join us for Five with the Fam. Welcome, Rich. Thanks so much for being here. Rich is a second cousin on the Patreon. Thanks, as always, for all the support, homie. And the way that this works is, Rich, we're going to ask you one question, and then you are going to ask Peach and I one question. But before any of that, you're a second cousin, sir. We love you. We care how you're doing. So if you could... How are you feeling for the psychological check-in? Well, my psychological check-in is a uh, its pretty stereotypical Cole Anthony pitcher, as you can probably see here. It's weeks in the works. I mean, he was part of this slam dunk contest. He was announced. He thought long and hard on what dunk he was going to do. And he even had like 24 minutes when he tied his Timberlands to <laughs> tie them up and make sure they're tight enough and take his sweet-ass time, tighten them up, and then go for that dunk. And at that moment right there, with his father looking down on him, he jumped up, or maybe looking up at him, I guess. He jumped up, snagged that ball, and went for that dunk. Now, maybe it didn't rock the rim like we all wanted it to, but he gave it his best shot. And mm. essentially, that that's a, a good lesson to learn for this week, for me especially. Um, you know, I had a huge week on July 4th. I was baptized. Uh, as somebody being a former satanic temple member and an atheist, uh, it's a, a huge step in a different direction than where I once was. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, I started my own non-for-profit business as well. So, I mean, a lot wow. of great things are happening in my life. Uh, very excited. And like Cole Anthony jumping for this slam dunk, uh, hoping I can get a slam dunk. And you did the, uh, the cannonball as your baptism? That sounds like a pretty chill church. It, it was my own church. I did it in my swimming pool in my backyard. So I essentially learned the rules of baptism ah. and decided, why would I go to like a church to do it? I'm just going to do it myself. And it's all about like personal stuff. Personal relationship you know, to God. The, exactly. It has nothing to do with people watching you and cheering for you. Mm -hmm. And in fact, no one was even there. I did it at midnight and it was the 14 year anniversary of a suicide attempt I had. 
Wow. Damn. That's powerful, Rich. Very, very deep. So 14 years, I literally took like a shit ton of pills and said I was donezo and I, and I was saved and 14 years later I was saved again. So it's very deep, very powerful. And, uh, yeah, I'm a big, it's kind of how I am. I'm like a 15 layers deep guy, you know, I'm like a Mm -hmm. quesadilla cheese dip. You know what I mean? Where all these layers deep and whatever, whatever is deep and stuff like that, you know, I, I find really helpful. And that's why I chose Tuesday to do it. Fantastic, man. Congratulations on the baptism on, on the business. Sounds like you're taking a lot of leaps of faith uh, lately, sir. Definitely am. Definitely am. Thank you. It may take a long time to lace those Tims up, but when you get it down, it's going to feel satisfying. So keep going. Well, tighten up those Tims, everybody, and here we go into five with the fam. Uh, All right, so, Rich, we've just had the free agency, for the most part, has transpired. We think the Magic are done at this point. Um, We've talked about some of the moves earlier in the show, but we want to know, sir, what what are your feelings now on the Orlando Magic offseason? I mean, I'll start with our drafts. You got to talk about six and 11. We, we pretty much went chalk where I thought we were going to go. I know I, I hyped up that we were getting Victor Wembanyama. Didn't happen. We weren't even close to that. But we got two picks that I feel are really uh, helpful for our team going forward. Uh, and I, I don't know what our future is going to be, I'll be honest. And I, you know, I'm very surprised over things like the bull bull wave, uh, some of the re-signings that happened. So it's just, uh, it kind of went chalk to me. It kind of didn't do anything to shake it up too much, which is fine. But I I don't really know where the rookies are going to play a role. And it's kind of uh, a big mystery for me right now. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So kind of what we talked about on one of the things that we've talked about on the last show and folks have been rambling about a little bit in the magic community. You're feeling a little bit of a log jam. You're not necessarily seeing the pathway for the rookies. See, I, I kind of do, but I see it a different way. So I, I've been kind of on this kick over the last couple of years about you don't want a really good starting lineup and then trash for the second unit. Mm. I'd rather have two really good lineups. So I'd rather have like, you know, Markel running off the starting point guard. And why don't you throw, you know, AB mm-hmm. on the second unit point guard? And if they're splitting minutes, they're each getting 24 minutes a game. What does it matter? I'm sure they're going to be happy when they're both scoring having great vision, helping people out. And you, and you have the rest of the team too. You're going to swap them around. And and I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I think one of the biggest changes that I would do, I would throw Franz on the second unit. Uh, what? What did you just say, Pish? Pish? You split minutes with Paolo? What? That's my idea. That's my hot take. That's my hot take for the day. I don't know. I think Two amazing <laughs> units. Second cousins out wow. there, he means well. Don't come from him in the comments, okay? This is <laughs> you could, you could. <laughs> well, now, yeah, now you've got God. It's all good, dude. You, you, you're all good. You can take it. You can withstand it. Amen. <laughs> Amen, Amen to that, brother. All right. Well, I don't know about this idea of putting Franz on the bench. I mean, I get that you're trying to do a okay. We want to have a good starting roster and a good guys coming off the bench, but I don't think it comes at the expense of Franz. Uh, and without a riot in Orlando by Orlando fans. So it's a good <laughs> concept, but let's not take Franz out. I think there could be another altercation. Let, let me suggest maybe Wendell. 
All right, Rich. So the offseason for the Magic kind of went chalk for you. No big surprises except the suggestion that maybe Franz should be more of the bench bridge player. Uh, <laughs> but now, Rich, you have a question for us. Okay, so we talked about Franz, my idea of sending him to the second unit, but we have a huge, huge cluster something mm. at the guard position. We got, I mean, we just got AB. We got, what are we going to do with him? So where do you see our number six and number 11 picks? Do you see them maybe pulling like a, a Caleb Houston last year where he played a lot, but they're six and 11. They're not second rounders. So, you know, they're going to be playing probably decent minutes, I would expect. Where mm. do you see them? That's a good question. Peach, I know you love hypotheticals. You want me to get started on this one, or you, you want to go right away? I've got a take if you need a minute. Go for it. <laughs> uh, I never really care about – this is sort of like, I don't know, if you ever worked somewhere and you're sort of like, can you really ever have too many good employees? Like, just, you, you know – at some point, one of these employees will become your favorite and they'll be the employee of the month, right? There's nothing wrong with a little healthy competition and it doesn't matter if it starts at the Advent Health Center where they train before they get to the game. So let them in there, right? The guys who've been on the team, they know there's some question marks. They just saw some rookies get drafted. That's going to motivate them. I want to see that. And those new guys coming in, hey, you were drafted 6-11. and 11. Prove it. Why? So... Some good's going to come out of that. It might be a little clunky at first, figuring out who plays where, but at some point when it all all those wrinkles come out and the iron smooths out the Orlando Magic's game plan, I'm sure it's going to be good. So I'm cool with whatever happens. I say the rookies start on the bench, though, and have to earn their time, if I have to guess. Yeah, I, I would I would stamp that, Peach. I love what, what we have now in this guard wing rotation happening. As you mentioned, Rich, in your answer to the first question, man, you got to love our depth at the one, two, maybe even three position. When you talk about Anthony Black, he can defend potentially up to three, we think, because he's a really big player. What is he, six, seven, something like that? So that is a player that can probably defend most threes in the league, and especially because he takes so much pride on the defensive end. And that's really what you're talking about when we're talking about positions because on the offensive side of the ball, we've just got playmakers now. We've got Anthony Black who can facilitate and playmake. Cole's going to love that. Imagine how many more open threes now Cole is going to be seeing. It's just a question of now for me, what happens with Gary Harris? At the end of last year, I was extremely impressed by what Suggs did. I see him moving into the starting lineup. So that means our backup unit is going to be something like Cole, Anthony Black, handling most of the ball handling duties. Um, Gary there in either the two or the three position, depending on what he and Anthony Black or who they're defending. Um, yeah, so that's how I would see the guard rotation. What happens with Caleb? What happens with Jet? That's an interesting question. I have a feeling Gary doesn't mesh with the long-term timeline of the team. Weltman has said it before that he, when we draft these young guys, we've got to make sure there's a pathway to success. I think that's one of the reasons that we waived Bull. There wasn't a pathway for him, and we wanted to do him a solid by saying, hey, there, there's no path here for you, sir. But if there's going to be a path for Jet, I think – someone's got to go it's probably going to be Gary not getting renewed or maybe being moved at the trade deadline um, this year 
and that will open up the pathway for Jet to be in that backup two slash three. He, I think he earns the minutes over – well, he's got to earn the minutes. I think just from the organizational standpoint, though, he's got the edge over Caleb Houston. Like you said, he's a second-round pick. I mean, he's on, he was on, like, what, a three-year, $8 million deal or something, and I don't even think the third year is guaranteed. I'm not 100% on that. But Jet Howard, I, I haven't looked at the numbers. The 11th pick is pulling down more than that on an annual basis. So they've already – the organization has already invested – some of that financial equity in Jet Howard. Jamal Mosley is going to play the best guys, but you got to figure he also realizes, hey, I need to give this guy a shot. So I think that second unit is going to be formidable. By the end of the year, I think it's going to be Jet Howard, Anthony Black, and Cole Anthony in the one, two, three in some way, shape, or form. It's going to be exciting, though, man. What are you thinking, Rich? Yeah, I think the same thing. I think I would start them in the, uh, the second unit. Uh, at the beginning of the season, see how they play. And kind of like how Peach said, you know, competition's not a bad thing, not a bad problem to have. I hope Anthony Black is killer. And I, I have read a lot about his defense being amazing, you know, but I really want him to compete. You have him and Jalen Suggs doing defensive amazingness on the court. I'm down for that. You have his uh, his play vision competing with Mark Hells. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm down with that. Uh, like you, you have things and you have potential and this is just year one for these rookies. What, what happens in year three, year five, maybe these, ex- these players expand to something even bigger than what they ever envisioned. Uh, and that's what we can only hope for. Well said, I think Caleb Houston needs to get ready to get comfortable on that bench. Cause I don't think he's <laughs> seeing much time. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, I think we Jeez, just, I think. yeah, it could be, it could, it could, the writing could be on the wall for Caleb Houston, unless he comes out and has a crazy summer league. So we will see, but uh, thanks so much for taking the time, Rich. I think we got a new, uh, a new slogan for the magic too. Uh, Orlando magic 2023, 2024 season. I'm down with that. I like I'm it. Down it. <laughs> I'm down with it. That's Rich's carries. I'm down with it, baby. Well, we're down with you, Rich. We're so happy you're down with us, man. Thanks so much for being a second cousin, and thanks so much for coming, homie. Yeah, thanks for having oh, me. Thanks, I appreciate Rich. you guys. Love you guys from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for all you do. Awesome. You rock, thanks, man. man. Thanks for everything you do. Thanks for your service. Thank you guys. Thank you much. Thanks again to Rich for stopping by, being so vulnerable, and sharing his takes on the Orlando Magic piece. I still don't know about that Franz Wagner thing. I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm a little speechless. He can't you mean know, it. Look, I think he's just making a bid to become the next Skip Bayless with his outrageous <laughs> claims. So, you know, there's money in that. So, <laughs> uh, But we're not done with the guests, ladies and gentlemen. We're now going into guest conference. That segment where we get to invite into the studio some very special guests who you might not normally get to talk to. But on this show, ladies and gentlemen, we bring them right to you, second cousins. So we're going to get this started. Peach, can you welcome in the next guest, please, sir? The first guest. All right. Well, right now I'm going to be joined by a man who uh, has kind of stepped aside from his duties um, with the Orlando Magic but uh, is a big part of what we've done. And uh, his name is John Hammond. Welcome, John. Hey, hey. Thanks so much for having me, Peach. Great to be here. Yeah. 
Wow, we don't get to talk to you much, John. Didn't realize you sounded like that. Uh, it's good to get a chance to talk to you. What uh, What do you have planned for uh, what, what What's going on here, Anthony Parker? You bring in this mid basketball player. He's going to run things now. What, what's the deal here? What What's the plan? Whoa, 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 Peach. That is not okay going in on my boy Anthony Parker like that. I know you don't have any respect for the Euro game, but this man won two MVPs. Come on. He's put in his work, too. I mean, prior to, to mate joining the big club, all right, he was running the Lakeland Magic, and they only, you know, they won five. They had five seasons down there, and they just did a little thing called, I don't know, win the championship. So, uh, Peach, I don't know. What does your resume look like if you're being so critical of my boy Anthony? Well, I'm not applying to be the GM of a franchise that's on the way up. So it seems weird to me that you're leaving now while we're on the way up and you're such a part of this. The Welt Ham front office is a is a well-known thing. Uh, are we supposed to be Welt Park now? What, what are we doing with this nickname? I don't know. So wh- wh- why, are you le- why are you stepping back? Well, what, what's in this for you? Why, why are you doing it now? I'll flip the question on you, Peach. What's left in it for me, man? I got 40 years in this damn thing. I was the executive of the year. I was in Detroit when they were just dominating the league, by the way. Everyone likes to forget about that. Remember that when we won? We went to the Eastern Conference Finals six years in a row and then won the chip in 2004? Yeah, that's your boy, all right? So, you know, I got a chip. I Oh, I drafted Giannis, all right, who just changed the league. I mean – Come on, there's nothing left for me here, man. The, if I stick around, I'm I'm too hot a piece of ass. I might M.A. Odoka somebody. You know, I got to get out of here before I get in any trouble there, Peach. Well, if that's the plan, that's fine. But, man, are you taking a lot of credit for, for decisions that were made by a bunch of people? In fact, I forgot you were a part of that Pistons thing because I was going to say you need to win a championship. I still think you should try to go out on top. But it looks like you're going to still be around, right? We're still going to see you at the games. You're still part of this thing, yeah? Oh, yeah. It's, it's the best of both worlds, baby. I'm getting that paycheck and I'm retired. Hell, uh, goodbye tension. Hello pension, baby. It's all good. You know, don't hate on me, Peach. Um, I'm just going to be, you know – hitting some stogues and hitting the holes on the links. Is that what they say? I'm just going to be golfing and hanging out with all the people, the alligators and, and the ponds and things, man. It's, life is good down here in Florida. Reptiles, hanging out with stuff. I knew you were going back to Jurassic Park to get that place going again. I'm telling you, John, let that place go. It's a, it's a bad place to be, but I never thought I'd get to hear you quote Hannah Montana about having the best of both worlds. So this was a fun interview. Thanks for coming by, John. Hey, it's going to be a good season. See you, Magic fans. Wow, that was that was a, a great guess. He seems really chill. He, he's ready. He's definitely all ready for retirement. Um what a legend. I mean, the guy has had a pretty unparalleled career. John Hammond has been waived by the Orlando Magic, as someone joked. He's stepping aside in all seriousness to allow for Anthony Parker, who has really, truly put in his time. He could have been a bunch of other places, but I'm sure he has. He was told behind the scenes, like, hey, we'd really like you for this job in the future. And just like our front office – no one was the wiser for it. It kind of comes out of nowhere to us, it seems like, but I'm sure behind the scenes this is something that was going on for a while. Anthony Parker might not have been the best basketball player, but um, as the leader of the Orlando Magic, they were, the I think, the winningest team in the G League, and they won a chip. So that's a pretty, that's a pretty impressive resume. I'm excited, Peach, to see what um, – 
how the connection continues to grow between what is now the Osceola Magic and the Orlando Magic with Anthony Parker, who was running that organization for so long, now coming to the big club. I think that only bodes well for the time that and the connection that we're going to have with players coming up and down and really building out and continue to making that developmental system thrive. Do you have any mm. thoughts on uh, just the overall move, John Hammond stepping back? Seems like he's going to be around, but just uh, maybe a little bit more time on the golf course if that's something he does. Yeah, it doesn't feel like anything that matters, but I guess it technically matters. But to me, I'm just like, okay, this is another guy that's already here and knows you guys and kind of is ready to just keep things going on the same train. But he's he's younger and probably will be able to connect easier with players of today's game. So I think it's a win-win-win. You're just adding another guy to what's already going on. And, you know, it's big for them. But as a fan, I think we're just kind of like, going to call it something different now instead of it's, you know, it's just welt park i think that's where we're going with yeah jurassic welt park, welt park. jurassic welt park as you uh, alluded to yeah. um right. i agree man it's going to be you know he's a, a younger i don't know how, exactly how old he is but this is his first gm role so you, you got to figure he's going to be bringing that that excitement to the role a little bit more energy but as you said continuity has been the mo of this team we've still with the squad and now with the front off and with the front office as well. So I'm um, good luck to Mr. Parker. Excited, uh, excited to see how it goes with him. But Jeff Weltman's going to be the guy that's still making the decisions. Parker's just going to be doing the day to day stuff. It seems like. All right, peace. Um, you ready for our next guest? Sure. All right. Okay. Amen. Joining me next is the man who will be. At the helm of our summer league team was on the bench and a, a key piece of Jamal Mosley's coaching staff. Please welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen, Dylan Murphy. Well, hello. Thanks for having me. It's very <laughs> exciting to be here. No, I'm just kidding. We don't all talk like that, but I understand it's a stereotypically Irish name, so people expect that kind of thing. Oh, Dylan, I love the sense of humor, man. Uh, yeah, connecting Irish brethren and Irish brethren. That's awesome. Now, um, I'm going to ask the question that uh, is on all Magic fans' minds. I'm sorry I'm going to be direct with you, sir. Uh, it, a lot was made of your role as the I got to cut you off the instant here. I replay. I know where you're oh, going, yeah. Kyle, if I may. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I feel like uh, everyone is uh, quick to do the uh, memes or whatever they're called, memes perhaps, uh, about me and not being able to see plays and uh, call for the replays. That was kind of my job last year, and I understand there's some some issues there. So I think uh, we are trying to fix that issue by having me stand closer to the action this year in the Summer League to get a feel for when would be a good time to use this or not. And hopefully the NBA will give us that additional challenge that I really need, honestly, because, you know, you're not always good on your first shot, right? Sometimes you need a second or a third to really get warmed up. And we only have the one per game, so it's tough to get loose. Yeah, yeah. You definitely had some struggles there with the instant replay. I was worried that you might be doing some other things on the iPad, maybe – know checking the gram or something like that but now hearing you say memes i have to rethink that theory now 
Um, yeah, well, I, I try not to get on that stuff um, when I'm at the game because, uh, you know, that's a, a huge distraction, uh, the social media and stuff. So I, I try not to pay attention to it. But, uh, yeah, it's it's been difficult to watch uh, replays of my replay decisions um, mm. and, and figure out whether I made the right choice or not. Often they tell me the choice is wrong, but I still feel in my gut that, that the choices I've made were correct. Um, and they never really seems to get corrected by the league. So hopefully, you know, we get that second one. That's what I'm really hoping for. Wow. You're really passionate about instant replay, how you, how you watch the replays of your replay calls. Are there any other facets of your life that you, you will record and then watch on replay to continue to improve in any other areas? I know what you're getting at here, Kyle. You're a cheeky fellow um, <laughs> and, and an Irishman, and I appreciate that, that you're looking to know if I watch the game tape. But I will assure you, Mrs. Murphy is well satisfied at home. Um, but but take my word for it. Don't ask her. Don't ask her. Yeah, don't, don't check. Don't check. But we do watch the game footage. Anybody who's a professional should watch their mm. game footage, figure out what they're doing and find ways to correct it. And and that's what I'm going to be doing this year at the Summer League is trying to find a way to correct those issues because I'm a good guy, I think. A lot of guys like yeah. me on the team. I like hanging out with them. So yeah. I'm trying to get these things wrinkled out so I can be a, a better man for this entire franchise. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Dylan. I'll be there at Summer League. So, so if I see you... Maybe we can have a beer together, like two Irishmen. Oh, let's host a pint, yeah. <laughs> All right, enough of the racist tropes. We'll see you later, Dylan. <laughs> so nice of uh, Coach Murphy to stop by. Uh, that's a that's a big you know big promotion for him. Just uh, being at the helm of the summer league team, I'm excited for him. It's got to be a a nervous and exciting time. So uh, wish him the best of luck, and hope maybe I will see him out there. Maybe we will have a pint together. Who knows? Could happen. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Peach, why don't you welcome in our next guest, sir? All right. Joining us now is a man who's been on this show before. I'm very excited to welcome all the way from Germany, from the German court cousins. Here is Gunther. Oh, yes. Deutschland. It's so good to be back on the show, Peach. Thank you. Thank you. And tell hello to Kyle, too, for me. I will do that for sure. Uh, he stepped out so that we could have this one-on-one. -on -one. I know you're always bringing the excitement. Look at the size of that smile. I don't think I've seen a bigger one. It's got to be because the magic have brought back Moritz, keeping the Wagner brothers together. It's so what good. What say you, Guter? Oh, I'm so happy for my family, my my cousins, and me, my aunts and the uncle. It is a wonderful day, Pish. But I will say, I will say that I am a little upset at some of the Magic fans in the community. I cannot I believe, I cannot believe, Peach, that I am on this show, which is a great honor. I am asked to come on this show. It's a great honor, yes, to defend and talk about the value, the value of the Morris Wagner. Eight million? Eight million is nothing. It's like a little bleh, it's nothing. 8 million. Moritz Wagner is worth 80 million. He should be... I watched the show. I heard the show. I was listening in the green room. I heard about the, the quarter billion group. Moritz Wagner will be in there. 
He could be in there next year or the year after, after this contract. So for the Magic fans out there that are saying, what, I cannot believe $8 million for two years, $16 million contract. Did you not hear last time I was on the show? And the more, or that's the Franz Wagner. He punched a lion. Okay. Moritz Wagner, he, he attacked Killer Whale. He saved whole submarine, not the one for the Titanic, different submarine. <laughs> but Moritz is amazing player. And the, the camaraderie between the brothers, I mean, it cannot be overstated, Pish. I feel like Moritz is doing himself a disservice by not hiring you as, as his manager uh, to try to get this stuff done, his agent. That would be... I mean, have you guys talked about this? Well, yes, Pish. I did approach him, yes, at all the family functions. And uh, I did say, yes, Moritz, I'll be agent. You just give me a little bit of the cut and I'll come in and I'll, I'll be able to trade and make sure you're getting plenty of Wiener Schnitzel and, and the beers in the contract. And he, mm. he was very nice, but he said he had to go. Every time I talk to him about this, he has to go somewhere. He's very busy. I don't know why, but yeah, maybe that is he doesn't. I don't know. Just scheduling, I think. Yeah, okay. it's just scheduling. I'm starting to become a little concerned for the uh, whales at the local SeaWorld here in Orlando as well. Mm -hmm. uh, with, you should with him having a. You have not seen blackfish? It's horrible the, uh, what they're doing there. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, maybe Blackfish 2 starring Moritz Wagner. <laughs> uh, so, so I love that you, you see the value for him because mm. I, I think he does bring a good value to our team. Uh, there's a lot of stuff he does. We talked about earlier him being a little bit of an agitator and stuff like that. So I think oh, it's yeah. a small price to pay. And, and one of the things that you didn't mention, Gunter, but I want you to talk about now because he is family after all, is mm. how valuable you think this is for Franz Wagner? to have Moritz oh. back on the squad. Well, you know, when when the Moritz was growing up, he is a very great basketball player. And and the Franz look up to this brother. Of course, as you might, as as I know Kyle looked up to you, Pish, like a brother. And and they love each other, they play the basket, they're shooting, they're shooting, the swisher, the swisher, always pushing each other. They say steel sharpens steel, and this is what was happening. This is why these two brothers are so good. But as with any p wonderful player, Moritz become professional very early, then he goes to college, university. These are the formative years in the young man. This is when his mm -hmm. loins become alive, he looks at the world in a different way. Yeah? It happens to all the young men. And so during this very formative time, the brothers, they don't spend so much time together. You know, and it's a, it's a little sad. I cry sometimes when I think about it. But now they are reunited, and the whole Deutschland is in celebra celebration. It's wonderful. It's wunderbar. The wonder kids together. Oh yes, the brothers, and they finally getting to, to, to be the brothers again. And they are like uh, in your American TV, the Megazord. Or, or uh, yes, uh, uh, for the older folks, what, what was your version? I think you're a little older Voltrons. than the The Voltrons, <laughs> they come together, they become more powerful Deutschland, Wunderkind, German Hammer. So it is just, they will bring the best out of each other. You can see it on the court. They have this telepathic connection. I also have it. So when I'm watching the game, I can hear, oh, pass to me now. But I don't say anything because I don't want to ruin or give away to the other team. But yes, it is, it is brilliant for both of the boys to have that brotherhood and continue to grow together. Yeah, I would agree. And I, I, I mean, I understand people are, 
are upset about maybe the size of the contract, but they're they're underestimating what he has brought. So hopefully this helps clear things up for any for everybody. Anything else you want to say before you uh, head out there, Gunter? No, I I completely agree. I just think that Mort should get more minutes. You know, if if you look at per 36 minutes, he should be playing the 36 minutes per game because if you do the Basketball Reference, which I am searching in Germany, and by the way, Orlando Magic number one team in Germany on Basketball Reference because I always be searching them. 20 point per game scorer 20 point per game scorer Moritz on the on the per 36 minutes you know what what else do you want from the man so let's go magic give give Moritz more minutes more minutes for for Moritz and the drinking song <laughs> well, I'll have Kyle talk to Dylan Murphy when he gets back and see if we can get this up the chain to getting more Moritz minutes this season thanks for coming on Gunter Oh, Avidasen, take care. Bye. Flulaborg called. He wants his accent back. <laughs> that wraps up another segment of Guest Conference. Thanks so much to all of our guests who stopped by the studio, especially Gunter, who crossed the Atlantic. We wish him mm. a good and safe flight home. If there's any other people you'd like us to interview, let us know. Don't go anywhere, you scallywags, you sexy scoundrels. The large ending is coming up. But before we do, one more time to shout out to all of our all-stars and second cousins on the Patreon, Magic Player History, Bolby the Dawn, Paulo and Franz's Warmth, Magic Static, Andy, Dylan Holden, Drum, Raphael Perez, Breadhead, Matthew Bell, Dan Young, Gloria and Damien, Connor, and Yachty. Thanks so much for supporting the show. We do have some more things that we need to get going. I've been using the Stream Deck All Show, which was one of the big purchases from the Patreon. Um, Peach is well satisfied, I'm sure, with his audio quality, but you know your boy is not. We're going to have to get him some type of interface just to make it sound even crisper. That's what we put the money into the show, uh, that and the giveaways. So, again, congratulations to Al, the Jersey winner. And uh, we want to do even more as we continue to get more and more supporters on the Patreon. That allows us to spend more and more time doing this. So as we continue to get more, we're going to be doing more on the Patreon. So, again, Thanks so much for all your support. So you're saying more equals more. More does equal more. Wow. Holy shit. Can't believe I just put that together. <laughs> Even if you're not on the Patreon, just liking, subscribing, viewing, commenting, all that stuff, it helps feed the algorithm overlord and gets this uh, magic content to more people. Peace, sir. I for one, welcome our new overlord. <laughs> no. Well, you mean the Philippines? <laughs> Kai Soto oh in the Philippines look I, this isn't in the large ending yet but what the over under on you having a Philippines flag by next show is uh, you you're gonna have one you know I I'm a pander some way somehow I will uh, pander yeah. the shit okay I will I will pander anything for some views let's go I will I will learn some Philippines coming up <laughs> some Filipino I'm gonna start learning some languages all right Peach, it's that time you brought the button with you to Austin Hit that music, sir. It's time for the large ending. I'm in Dallas, but uh, the button is here with <laughs> you here, not Austin. So I'll hit the right. button here. <laughs> um, in Summer League, where I'll be going, there are four games and then two playoff games. So I guess a possible six total wins. Peach, what are you setting our – how many wins do you think we're going to get, sir? 
I don't know. It this matters a lot. You, you never really know how many guys are going to play at one point. I don't know if we're going to be that team that goes for the championship or not. Um, I would say if we get two, I bet two or three, that'd be fine. Okay. With me and, I yeah, want to go undefeated, fine. baby. Let's go. <laughs> well, that's going to be tough because OKC is bringing like their entire roster. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're going to be in Vegas for these games. I got to ask you, are you going to roulette it at all? Like, can you just, are you going to do it? No, probably not. I probably won't be on any gambling floor. I probably won't go on any game floors, to be honest. They got us going from like eight to six every day, and then I'm going to watch some basketball, and then I'm going to just probably go home. I'm probably not going to see much else besides the arena where our classes are and some games at my hotel room. Let me just – I would just – so I just checked with my guy, and yeah. it sounds like Las Vegas is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, so – you could probably fit some in there. It only takes a few seconds to put some money down at 11 or put it all on black. Okay. Uh, you've heard it's always a good idea. All I'm right. No, all right. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it for you, Peach. How about that? You got to get some in, man. Peach, um, you were on another podcast recently about uh, ice profession type of stuff, and you've been asked now to do a hockey podcast. I need to ask you, sir, are you a fraud? Or are you a bigger basketball fan or hockey fan? I think if you're asking me if I'm a fraud, I would say no, because I have never said that basketball is my number one. In fact, football is my favorite over both of those. <laughs> and I also like wrestling and comedy a lot more than that. Like last night while uh, Wemby was playing, yeah. I was watching wrestling. <laughs> like I don't care about that. I'll watch the highlights the next day and save my time. So yeah, I'm not... Not trying to be a fraud, just being no. honest. Basketball hey. is not my number one. <laughs> well, that's what being not a fraud is all about. It's all about being honest. So I appreciate that, Peach. Hey, uh, some people got stuck on an upside down roller coaster recently. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you heard about this. I believe it was three hours they were stuck upside down at least. How, how, how do you think you'd fare up there? <laughs> um, you got uh, about the same amount of chance of seeing me on an upside down roller coaster as on a submarine going into Titanic. It just ain't going to happen. Three hours upside down? That is got all the blood rushing. That cannot be good. What were they doing, well, man? That wasn't, that wasn't the goal. I got stuck. Yeah, oh, I understand this, Peach. That's not a very good ride. I don't think the marketing would go well for that. Damn, that is crazy. Wow. See, I, I just don't mess with roller coasters, man. I'm not trying to tempt fate, okay? I'm not a right. thrill seeker. I'm just I'm just a guy content being a guy. That's all I'm doing. Just here, a guy okay? content to go to Vegas and not gamble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I keep it straight and narrow, baby. Um, all right. Someone who is definitely does the opposite when they have gone to Vegas in the past. Dennis Rodman. He just got a face tattoo of his girlfriend's face. So face on face. Um, Peach, if you were to get a face tattoo, uh, who would it be? It can't be a family member. Couldn't be like. Holy crap! This is an obscure question. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, that's what the I large see this face tattoo because man, that is interesting. Getting someone else's face tattooed on your face. Very meta. Wow, I, I can't think of another person's face I'd want on my face. There's part of you that thinks yes, I'd like to have a beautiful woman on there. Okay. But then it's like, 
are other women going to be attracted to you with this other woman's face on you? Right. Uh, I don't think so. So I'm not sure what the move is. Maybe I can get a, a, a more attractive gentleman tattooed on me. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe go like a Zac Efron or something like that. I don't know who last who the, who the devil little ladies like these days. <laughs> Who's hot in Hollywood? I don't know. But just get get their face there, and then maybe at least they'll be like, well, at least I get to look at the, the Zac Efron. Well, I'm doing with this. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm trying to think of, is there like a, a trans celebrity be, that you could put on there? Because then no one could talk shit, right? They'll just, they won't know what to do, which is you okay. could just mind fuck people like that. <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah, some little like Bruce Jenner. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Today. Yeah. Who knows? Something or, like or that. May, maybe both. Yeah. Oh, on either side. man and female. Oh, the duality of things. Oh, wow. Now you're getting yeah, deep. Right. I'll put yeah, Bruce on one and Caitlin on the other. <laughs> <laughs> I put this in there earlier in the show before I knew it was going to come up at some point. But uh, from the highlights I saw, I saw Wimbust Yama doing his thing. He looked a lot like Bull Bull 2.0 on D, uh, except maybe a little better closing on the blocks. What say you? I know you watched it. Yeah, I watched most of it. I was doing a little gaming as well, so I didn't have my 100% focus. But he see he was more he's more comfortable down low than Bull. I'll definitely say that. The dribble looked very reminiscent of Bull. Uh, he got the ball stripped a few times with his high dribble, uh, but I got no I got no doubt that he is going to be a really good player if he can stay healthy. It seems like he's been doing all the prehab with the feet and the bot, you know, lower leg stuff. So I'm, I'm hoping it works out for him, but I'm not buying into the transcendent talent necessarily. I'm not buying into the generational hype yet. You got to do a little bit more before I'm willing to say, okay. Um, and that summer league stint was definitely not it. He went like one, you know, two for something. His efficiency was garbage, but he did block. He swatted some shots, one on Brandon Miller in particular, that was pretty emphatic but he got dunked on too he got posterized so welcome to the nba young man <laughs> yeah i mean though the summer league is here and i know you're going out it's going to have have a great time while you're out there but everybody needs to keep in mind that there are guys that are dropping 20 points a game in this thing that we are not going to see yeah in the nba maybe ever yeah. so don't put too much stock on what you're seeing out there yeah and um, do pay attention to our socials. I think, Peach, I'm going to download Instagram for the weekend and maybe post some stuff to our story. Just do like a little vlogging of my experience there. Yeah. So uh, check us out on Instagram and Twitter. I'll be kind of active throughout the week sharing my experience and then putting together a little bit more of a, a vlog montage uh, as we get back. But get excited, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for watching, liking, clicking, subscribing, all of that goodness. Let's go Summer League. Let's see what the Young Bucks have. Kai Soto's the future, Peach. It's been a good one. I'll see you later. Peace. Thanks for coming.